Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. This is not a fake backdrop, okay? I'm inside the Texas Capitol. This is the Senate behind me. This is the Senate gallery. This is where you can come into the Capitol, the Senate, and watch all the action. And there's a lot of action today. As a matter of fact, the Senate is on the floor right now. They're taking votes. If you hear that beep or that bell that's ringing, that is signaling to the members to get on the floor because they're about to vote. And so we got a great guest today on our weekly radio show. So I'm glad to bring it to you on location here right at the Texas Capitol. And I'm going to get into that in just a minute. But if you want to learn more about our work, go to txvalues.org. If you're watching this broadcast on Facebook, go ahead and share it, like it. Let's get it into some groups. Let's get a lot of traffic on this so people can join the conversation. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as they relate to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And we're on every week, not only on Facebook, on radio, but also on a lot of different podcast formats. And we typically have a guest, and we do today. As a matter of fact, we have a timely guest because one of the things we've been talking about and working all along a lot on this week is the Save Women's Sports issue. Cassidy Comer is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. She is an athlete, a collegiate athlete from Midwestern State right here in the state of Texas, and she's worked with us on the Save Women's Sports issue. As a matter of fact, if you go to our website, SaveWomensSportsTexas.com, you'll see a video we put together. Cassidy, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you for having me today. It's an honor to be part of this issue and be able to be a voice for women athletes everywhere. So thank you. Well, your timing is right on. We just walked out of the Senate. The Senate State Affairs Committee has voted in favor of the Senate version of the Save Women's Sports Bill, Senate Bill 15. Now it moves forward to a full vote by the Senate. You know, you and I saw each other in person in San Antonio a couple of months ago. Wasn't that long ago. And that's when a lot of the interest and momentum was starting to build on this issue. But you can talk about these things better than I can. This is something that you have to live with. This is a, an issue that touches you personally right here in the state of Texas. Tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself and why this issue is important to you. So I have been playing basketball since sixth grade, so almost half of my life. And as I have continued to grow, I am not a small person. <laughs> I'm about six foot five with shoes on. Um, as well, you I know, it's interesting to- too, as we're, we're at, we're at the uh, equal level right now, when we're on video, it sort of seems that way, but you're right. When we saw each other in person, you definitely have a height advantage on me, uh, with sports, but go ahead. Well, as I have continued to grow and develop as both a human as an, a, and as a basketball player, you're beginning to see the shift between junior high and high school and an yep. entering college between men and women, because, you know, in junior high and high school, you know, you're going through puberty, you're getting to see some of the differences starting to emerge. And then as you hit college, boom, all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, full grown men and women and these biological differences that we are seeing in high school and junior high have just exponentially increased. And so this is a huge topic, not just or it's great that we got it passed junior high and high school level. That was back in 2021 that they passed it for UIL sports, but really trying to push the NCAA and our Texas legislators to pass this so that we're protecting women like myself that, yes, I am tall, but I cannot go up against a man and expect to succeed. It's just no, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, you see a lot of young athletes, particular basketball players, 
that can grow six, eight, 12. Some, some will grow over a foot from the, you know, from the point of high school into college or even in the NBA. It's quite incredible. And so, and, but also the muscular ability, the ability to develop more muscles and strength and weight. You'll see a lot of weight gain from uh, young men too during that same period. And basketball is a very physical sport. I mean, it might not have quite as much contact and collisions of like football, but there's a lot of, you know, you're running into each other a lot. There's a lot of run, you know, a lot of people going really quick and then stopping, running into each other. And we see it. Um, And we see athletes even at the highest level sometimes get injured. Can imagine Mm -hmm. if you've got uh, women that are forced to uh, compete against men and for not a lot of spots. I mean, how many members of the basketball team are there on the women's team at Midwestern State? Um, an average basketball team is probably anywhere from 10 to 16 girls on a team. Um, so it's not, it's not a huge team and there's a lot of competition every single year to maintain your roster spot, maintain scholarship, anything like that. So, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this issue and how it came to your attention. Yeah. Um, I have not personally played against a biological man and competition basketball, but I have played against my brothers growing up. I have two older brothers and they're both tall like me. I have practiced against other men and um, AAU basketball, you know, getting ready for to play at the college level. And even then you see me as someone who is off the charts in terms of size for women. And I go into a men's practice and I feel normal size in terms of just genuine height. And then in terms of strength, I mean, there is no comparison. You know, I'm probably 90th percentile height and then 40th percentile height for men, you know, well, it's just not and even I think, close. I think that's a good point, right? I mean, you, you have people in your family where you can see these differences and that elevates your concern and threat, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're starting to be able to see this issue and realize, you know, if they're going to allow uh, men and boys to play on the basketball team for the women in college sports, that's going to make it very difficult for you to compete on a mm-hmm. level playing field. And I think it's, it's very encouraging to hear you talk about it. I know we're hoping that we can have you here uh, on the house side when the vote comes or excuse me, when the public hearing comes on that. So we can have you come testify. Um, and I know, cause I know it helps for the lawmakers to hear from young women and to hear what their concern is on this issue. But, but I just think it's so notable for you that you've been able to speak publicly about it. And so um, what has allowed you to feel the courage or maybe to realize there's a need for it? Well, I see a lot of, athletes that are concerned about this, but just don't know where to start. They don't have the platform that I have fortunately been able to build over time, you know, speaking in front of Senate committees and different things like that, going to the Capitol and just being an advocate because they don't know where to start. So if I can be a voice for all these athletes that feel the same as I do, but don't know how to contribute to the cause, then I am honored to be given that position and to be a voice for these women that don't know where to start. So we're talking with Cassidy Comer. She is a collegiate athlete from the state of Texas. She's on the basketball team. She's a women's basketball player for Midwestern state. And she's been speaking publicly about this issue. We've got a great highlight video of her. We put together that we produced at save women's sports, Texas, 
Cassidy.com, you can see that. And, you know, Cassidy, I, you're starting to see a little bit more of women come forward and be public. Yes. But sometimes when they do, there is a huge backlash by folks mm -hmm. that want to bully them, intimidate them. They want to silence them because they want people to believe that, you know, no one really has a concern or women don't have a concern. And so, you know, it can be, you know, a little bit frightening. And, and listen, as a lawyer, I, I know what it was like when I was a student, right? When you're just one of many and you're, you feel like your rights are being taken away, you feel like you don't have, you know, there's a huge gap in a power dynamic and stuff. And so in social media, people can just react so quickly. And so I do think you talking about this more publicly is encouraging young women. Have you been able to hear from anyone? Have any of them come to you? Have you gotten a note or any messages, anybody that you've uh, gotten any feedback from? Yeah, I have gotten some really positive feedback on both sides of the political spectrum. I think that women yeah. are seeing the concern, no matter what their personal beliefs are, that this is hurting other women. And I I have seen support from fellow conservatives and I've seen it from liberals that feel the same, even though this is an issue that more liberals are pushing for, that they're seeing that this is hurting women. So I have gotten a lot of support and also some negative feedback, but. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, we had an event here at the Capitol on Monday where we were highlighting this issue and somebody, I don't know what they supported or didn't support, but came up to the podium and tore off a sign that we had of our event from the podium, bent it, broke it in two and sort of made a big demonstration about it um, and got hostile, I guess, you know, disagrees with our issues. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, I'm at the Capitol all the time. I'm here. People disagree a lot. Sometimes they they can't agree. We can be civil about it. But these are important issues. So, so no one should feel any fear to talk about it. But some of that is there. And I think that's unfortunate. But I think you talking about it, Riley Gaines, a lot of other athletes, even famous athletes, right? To your point, people on the left and right, Martina and Ratalova, everyone knows she's been an out lesbian for a long time. She's probably liberal on a lot of issues. She's come out and said, I don't agree with this. This isn't right. Right. Mm -hmm. And she got a lot of pushback from people. And so, um, but I think the more you see more people talk about it, you band together, right? You're able to, to realize I've got other folks. So we're moving forward in the Senate on this piece of legislation. I know other states are doing it. Um, and I know, look, I mean, basketball is in, you know, sort of the height right now. You got March Madness starting and people thinking about it. Um, and so I think it's a great time for this conversation to be had. And, and I'm glad that you're doing that. Um, and so we hope that we can have you here on the house. And, um, you know, we have on our website, SaveWomenSportsTexas.com, there's a little way that you can sign up to send an email. Maybe if you want to visit with Cassidy and you want to feel a little bit, you know, more courage, ask her some ideas on how she's done that. We'd be happy to try to facilitate that. Cassidy, I do really appreciate you coming and spending some time with us on the show today. So thankful for your courage and, you know, let people know, continue to let people know if they want to talk about these issues, they can work with us like we have with you and get mm -hmm. them prepared either to testify, talk in their community, but their voice, like with you, your voice is much stronger on this issue than mine is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm happy to help in any way I can, whether that's people reaching out to me, asking where to start, whether it's, you know, continuing to be a voice for women athletes who are scared to speak up themselves. So I'm happy to do anything I can to support this cause because it really is about protecting women and just making a way for us to continue to have equal rights. So. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. Cassidy Comer, who is a collegiate athlete right here in the state of Texas, has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Cassidy. All right, I've got a little time on my own left. I want to get into a little bit more details about the hearing on Monday, but also tell you about some of the work that we've been doing uh, here today. And so as Cassidy exits our Zoom, uh, whatever, Zoom room or whatever it is, I'm going to, I want to talk to you, I want to switch gears a little bit away from the Save Women's Sports issue and talk about the issue of child gender modification. One of the reasons we're here today at the Senate, because huge hearing in Senate State Affairs, chaired by Brian Hughes, who's a, a great friend and also cares about this issue, but several bills, one of them is a priority bill by Senator Don Cam Donna Campbell, that's Senate Bill 14. You've also got several other bills on this issue that the committee is going to hear from Senator Bob Hall and others. There's also a pro-life uh, bill that's in the Senate today in this committee by um, Senator Donna Campbell. But the child gender modification issue continues to be an issue of concern. We see more and more activity. We see, I don't know, you want to say the other side, folks that are okay with this, really trying to push the envelope more. And it, what it's showing us is exposing the fact that we don't have any regulation on this issue in the state of Texas. It really is the wild, wild west. And it's unfortunate we didn't get a bill passed last time because it's been, you know, two years since then. That's how much time goes by when you don't get something done at the legislature. But we're not going to look back too much because we got a great opportunity now. Lieutenant governor's made Senate Bill 14 a priority. There's um, a companion bill to that over in the Senate by Tom Oliverson. It certainly looks like both chambers, House and Senate, see the uh, importance of getting something done on this issue. Also, when you look at... Um, you know, comments the governor has made, I think it's fair to say that he's supportive of getting some something done, meaningful done on this issue right now. And so, but um, that's really one of the big issues today. But it's funny, it's not funny. It, it's interesting that right when the hearing is starting on the child gender modification issue, they, that same committee got a chance to vote and voted out of committee seven to three, Senate Bill 15, the Save Women's Sports Bill. But you think about uh, the way kids' lives are, are going to be destroyed from child gender modification. And a lot of them later on come back and realize, boy, I'm not sure that was such a good idea. We had somebody at our event on Monday talk about that. Walt Hire, excuse me, Walt Hire, who is what they call now a detransitioner. He went through a sex change. He went through uh, a transition and then after that, for some time, realized this isn't good for me, and, and maybe I shouldn't have done that. So transitioned back to a man, if you will, and is for 30 years has been speaking about the dangers and concerns of child gender modification. I mean, you're removing body parts, you're using hormones that cause serious problems. The suicide rate for people that go through a, a sex change or a gender transition go through the roof. And it's interesting, you hear people that oppose this legislation talk about the, the reason that they need to go through a transition is because of the mental health problems. But the more that we've heard testimony, I think it's become obvious that those mental health issues are there and they need to be addressed. And having that transition is not a way of addressing them. We had a psychologist, a psychiatrist testify on a hearing about this last session and made it clear, psychotherapy, regular counseling and psychiatry help is the most proven way to help when there's issues of gender dysphoria. And a lot of it is curiosity or just being young and uncertainty. And to do something that completely changes your body forever, uh, not to mention children are not in a position to make that decision on their own as well. We don't let them make that decision of getting their ears pierced, smoking cigarettes, drinking, going into the military, you name it. So we're following a consistent standard. But I'm really glad that Senator Campbell and Tom Oliver, Representative Tom Oliver, 
Oliverson are coming together on this issue because uh, I think it gives us a great opportunity to get something done. I'm just going to cue one of my people to make sure they're keeping clock for me because I don't have my usually usual setup. Um, so y'all might need to connect to let me know where I'm doing on timing or Marie on the back. You might need to give me a signal in the notes here on our zoom. Um, but the, the hearing today is going to be extremely important because this is a conversation we need to have. This legislation is something we need to get passed. So we need to get moving on it too. Right. So not, it continues to be a priority item. We don't run into any timing issues. Um, and you know, the same women's sports issue on Monday, the overwhelming Overwhelming testimony was supportive of it. I think the numbers are going to be interesting to see today, depending on when the hearing takes place, because I do see a lot of people here. Uh, but let's have the conversation. And that's what this process is about. People are going to support it, oppose it. Obviously, we support it. Um, but I think it allows us to learn more about it. And as we learn more about it, some of the stories you hear, even by people that are for it, they're tragic. I mean, that are for, they're okay with child gender modification, and they oppose this bill. They're tragic, you know, and, um, you know, I think it also gives an opportunity for people to say, we care about people. That's why we think it's important to have regulations in place and not allow these things, because we think they can be destructive to people's lives. And we think it ignores maybe some of the, the bigger issues that they're having, and they never get addressed. So they go through the sex change, they remove parts of their bodies, and they still have the same issues. But now they're missing something from their body. And later, particularly whether you're male or female, you might not have a uh, be in a position to have a family the natural way and how you know devastating that could be uh, to come to that realization later. And so a lot of times that's what what laws are too, right? They're sort of stopgap measures to say, wait a minute, you might want to think a little bit more about this before you do it. Um, but because we've seen such an increase in it, we've got to come to a position where we put a stop to it. But we have something in the law that says we're not going to allow this. And so, um, all right, I'm getting my time cues now. So I appreciate my team. Uh, you know, being flexible as, um, and look, that's part of being at the Capitol. Uh, we do have an office across the street from the Capitol. We've got a wonderful in-house studio that we use, but uh, there's nothing like actually being here. And a lot of people that support our work are here today. And it's a chance for us to connect. You're going to see members of our team testifying, as a matter of fact, later today. And this gives me a great opportunity to say, please consider supporting our work with a tax deductible donation. All right. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and the expenses do go way up during the legislative session because it's hard to not do the work when it hits, right? You got to react. You got to make some adjustments. As a matter of fact, the Faith and Family Day we had on Monday was an absolute smashing success. The, the highest numbers we ever had, the, the most media attention we ever had, um, social media went through the roof. It was absolutely extraordinary. And to have people from all over the state, we brought buses in for the first time. That was a fun experience, and it went really well. And we, we had meetings with the lieutenant governor, with the governor, with several House and Senate members, while featuring some of the most important people in these movements. Abby Johnson on pro-life, Riley Gaines, the um, University of Kentucky swimmer who was forced to swim against Will slash Leah Thomas, the male swimmer who was competing in the women's division. Um, she told her story about that. Walt Heyer, who I just mentioned, the detransitioner. Um, Corey DeAngelis on school choice. You name it. I mean, we Lieutenant Governor spoke at our rally, a lot of other House and Senate members, and just a lot of great people from across the state. And the thing I loved, okay, was we didn't know it was going to happen this way, but the hearing on the Save Women Sports Bill got scheduled on Monday, the uh, same day as our event. So guess what? We had four to 500 people here. They opened up the uh, kiosk, the little machine here at the Capitol to sign up. We said, hey, we're taking a break. 
let's everybody go sign in in favor of Senate Bill 15, the Save Women Sports Bill, which was getting a hearing that day in the Senate State Affairs. It was a long day for me and other members of our team. I was at our office at 7. I think I got home about 1130 that night. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling y'all, it was a long, full day. But the Lord provided so many wonderful opportunities. And I think so many people that came got to connect in a way that they'd never done before. And think about it. If you signed your name in favor of that bill, you are a part of the official record. It will be there forever. You can tell your kids about it. All right. See, this, this is what happens to me, right? I start getting deep and, uh, and I start getting emotional when I think about it because it is real, okay? When you get to be a part of the official record, when people look back, and your kids or whoever says, did you do something? You're going to be able to say, you're darn right I did. I showed up at the Capitol that day. I put my name on that bill in support of it. And that's just, that's a, that is a meaningful thing. And I don't want to downplay it. I'm, I'm propping it up because, trust me, legislators, when they vote for the full Senate or the House, they're going to look at that and see how many people were for and how many people were, gonna, were against. And they might recognize your name. You're a constituent from a particular member's district. They're like, oh my gosh, look, there's so-and-so. I know that person. They came here. Good. They're behind me. They're with me. So I was so grateful that we had all those amazing opportunities. However, it drove our expenses way up because that day was crazy. We brought some people in just for that day to, to volunteer, but also we paid some extra people to help us to manage some of the uh, wonderful chaos. So that's why we need you to step up. And make a donation today, txvalues.org. Make that tax-deductible donation right now. Our annual budget collectively is $2 million, okay? So the amount of money it takes uh, all through the year, our fiscal year ends at the end of June, but expenses went way up Monday, but it was absolutely worth it. We did have a couple of other generous donors step up, but we still need your support. txvalues.org, make that donation. I see a little note in the chat reminded me, we did go to the governor's mansion. What an incredible opportunity. The governor invited us over with Riley Gaines. And really, he was inviting Riley over, but we were um, working with her that day. So they were happy to oblige us uh, accompanying her. But she was here for the Save Women's Sports issue. The governor was dialed in on this issue so well. Okay, he's done his homework. He is authentically and legitimately involved and interested. He knows what he's talking about. It matters to him. He talked about having a daughter and how, you know, uh, his concerns on what that would happen, um, those issues, if they were to come up for her or, or if they had in the past, she's a little, she, I believe she's out of college now. And so he was able to connect with Riley and really just let her know that he understands why this is such a big deal. And he's going to do something about it, right? I mean, when the governor starts talking about these issues publicly, when he invites a high profile person like Riley, and I think it's fair to say that now, she is high profile. When you talk about Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, I mean, you know, she's testifying at the, at the Capitol and Congress. Trust me, you're going to hear and see her face more because she's doing incredible work. But wonderful opportunities we had. But today there's another opportunity to help start the process of ending child gender modification in the state of Texas to help the current generation of kids now, but also moving forward and to let people know that maybe have gone through this and regret it, that there's some relief and that they can help people moving forward, avoid these kind of things. Um, and listen, Faith and Family Day was an amazing success, but that's not the only day you could come to the Capitol. You want to come on some other day, you missed Faith and Family Day, or you came and you're like, man, I want to go again. Come on. Our office is right across the street. We can accommodate you. We can set up a meeting. We can meet with you at the Capitol. We can talk to you about the process. Bring a group, okay? Bring 20, 50 people. I just saw 
uh, scouting group walk by. I know there are a lot of uh, political groups and church groups. We've got a wonderful booklet called the uh, Texas Legislative Guide that can walk you through all the process over here. And so just some many reasons to do that. Uh, but things are going to start moving quite a bit. And we've got some huge announcements for some events coming up probably in your area. You don't want to miss it. So if you're not signed up for our work, sign up for our email so you can get those alerts uh, throughout the week on some of the work we're doing and some of the faith-based work we're doing throughout the state of Texas in all 254 counties. You can send a text to 797979. Download our app, okay? Do you know we have an app? I don't know any other group in the state of Texas that does our work that has its app. And I'm just saying that because I'm, I'm excited. I, was, I thought a lot of people had. Download our app, okay, before we get shut down. Uh, we're sending out little text alerts and, and notifications uh, throughout the day. Listen, I'm going to have to wrap it up today. There's official business that's going on here at the Capitol that our team's going to be involved in. Go to our social media sites so you can watch some of that. And um, go to txvalues.org to see all the different things we're doing. You want to check on the sports issues, Save Women's Sports Texas.com is the website for that specific issue. Tremendous resources there. Please consider investing with a tax-deductible donation at txvalues.org. And that's how we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.